Yo, what's really good? It's your main man, Sean Little from the No Catch-Up Podcast. Wanted to send a reminder. Make sure you rate and review No Catch-Up, available everywhere. iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts, No Catch-Up is on there. Make sure you tell everyone it's the best sports podcast in the world. Drop that five-star review. Pass the links to the homies. Let everybody know. You know the deal. No Catch-Up, Sports Talk via Chicago. Lock in. No ketchup, no ketchup. What's really good, my people? Welcome into No Catch Up Sports Talk via Chicago. I'm your host, Sean Little. Big Nick the Quick with me. As always, we're back. It's game six of the NBA Finals tonight. That's obviously the lead. We won't bury the lead. Will Giannis get it done? Will CP3 bounce back? He's had a couple bad ones. Will Booker come through and score a 40-piece again? We're going to take a deep dive on game six of the NBA Finals, do a little preview. Then we're going to get into Aaron Rodgers. Apparently, he declined the big bread from the Green Bay Packers, said, nah, I'm good. Don't worry about it. I don't care about being the highest highest paid quarterback in the league. I got to get out of here or I want something else. He wants something else. If it's not the money, he wants something else. Uh, but we're going to leave the show. We got a first take Tuesday. If you want to go to space, man, go ahead and go to space. Big Nick the Quick, what's good? What's the business? What's the word? Man, trying trying to survive out here, man. Real quick, I know we're about to get into it, but everybody, enjoy your summer. Cause I don't know how much longer we got left. The, the way the way things are sounding, the news reports I'm seeing. Um, I don't know how you feel about it, bro, but I'm oh, fully preparing. Talking, I'm preparing Delta for, variant. Yeah, they're talking about the Delta variant is coming for us, man. They talk about mass mandates possibly coming back. Who knows what's gonna happen? Um, so just get it in while you can, man, because it, it's eerily really similar to 18 months ago when we just went through this shit. Um, so I'm hoping that's not the case. But man, every every time I look at my phone, it's like, oh, this this, this number of these people are, are infected. And the Delta variant is spreading across this group. And the Olympics might get canceled. And this person's testing positive. Listen, and CP3 bro. is missing game one of the finals. And it's not going all types of crazy shit going on. No, um, they, they don't let the people out already. It's not going Yeah, back. Yeah, I don't think people are going to go think. back inside willingly. But uh, I just feel like we're just headed for another. This just just not over yet. It's, I feel like this is going to be around the rest of our lives. Fine. Who cares? That's what we got. Then let's deal with it. <laughs> hey, I got shot number two, let's, man. I'm gonna keep it moving it. until let's, they tell me something otherwise. Yeah, but exactly. the whole, it's just gloom and doom out there, man. I'm nah. like, damn. No. But I do think these Olympics aren't going to make it. I do think the Olympics are cooked. Okay, well, we'll talk about that later on. But I do want to get into because I thought this was interesting. Before we get into the sports, before we get into uh, Giannis and Game 6 and Aaron Rodgers, Big Nick the Quick hopped on, and I agree with him. He, he, yo, y- folks on the internet giving Jeff Bezos heat for going to space, man. He thanked the people. He said, thank y'all, man. I appreciate y'all. He said, thanks. Y'all pay for this. Yeah. Appreciate yeah. it. <laughs> Look, man. The, Nick said people don't people don't want don't think he should be he should be spending his money elsewhere, and uh, I don't know if that's the. Why. I don't. Yeah, it's not society's place to tell Jeff Bezos how to spend his money, right? Like, I get where people are coming from. There's all these different problems in the world and all this and that, 
and Bezos has enough money to seemingly fix some of those problems and he shouldn't be spending $100 million on going to space. But you know what? It's his money, man. It's his money. If Jeff Bezos wants to turn around and spend 100, 200, 300, 400, even a billion dollars going to space, then that is his right to do so, man. Like all these people coming at him talking about, oh, well, the average person makes this and this and that and this amount of people are under the poverty line. Look, I get it. If I was worth $100 billion, I'd probably be very giving, right? Because there's only so much you can spend and you can't take it all with you, right? And I don't know what his charitable contributions are. I don't really care. That's his business. But we need to get off this like morality high horse that we're on with when it comes to rich folks and telling them how to spend their money, man. Like, look, if you if you have disposable income and you spend it on stupid shit, right? And I get it's all to scale. You don't have a hundred billion dollars, but if you make a hundred thousand dollars and you know only fifty of it goes to your expenses or whatever, and you're spending other money on stupid shit, then you need to shut the fuck up too, right? Unless you're donating that extra money and you really believe it like that, like. Pipe down, let this man spend his money if he wants to, how he sees fit, and just keep it moving, man. It's not it's not his responsibility to save the world. I'm like a firm believer in that. I think at the end of the day, even if it's Jeff Bezos, it's still pocket washing. Worry about what you got going on. Worry about what 100%. you're, what you're uh, contributing to society and all that. If, even if it's Bezos, it's still pocket watching. He can do whatever he wants. That's one guy that can do whatever he wants. Whatever he wants. And again, I might I might be different if I had that kind of bread. Maybe I would donate a good amount of it or whatever it is. I'm also dubious to charities, but um, like my money's going straight hand to hand to the people that need it. That that's how I feel on that shit. Because once you give that money to a charity, that's just diluted. You give you give every dollar you give them ten ten cents goes back out to somebody who needs it. The rest of that shit is overhead. Um, so yeah, I mean, do what you got to do, man. But this this whole thing of like. Let's get on Bezos because he just chose to spend a hundred million dollars to go to space. It's like pipe down. I don't got yeah. time for that, man. I'm not trying to hear all that. Just man. let my let morality Bezos high do horse. Whatever he wants, hey man. Anything. What's whatever. the weather? What's the weather like up there on your high horse? Is what I want to know. Don't hit your head on the trees. Just go vote. Yeah, go vote. That's the that's what you gotta <laughs> go do. Go vote. <laughs> all right, man. I agree with you, man. Let Bezos do whatever he wants. It's pretty fucking cool to be able to go to space. So. Yeah. If I had, if I got a divorce, had to give up 60, 65 billion and was still the third richest man in the world, fourth richest man in the world, whatever he is, top three, I'm gone. Yeah. People are like, oh, his ex-wife, she's giving away all of her money. It's like, look, Shorty just got a $60 billion check. She could give away 59 of it, and she is straight. So it's like it is what it is, bro. Like, they're fine. Her kids are straight. Her family's straight. Those trusts are signed, sealed, delivered. She give away all that bread and never be broke. I take my hat off to her, um, and I I commend her for it, but it's like you can't, you know, for people who don't, you can't crucify them, man. Like, he can do whatever the fuck he wants to with his money. And, again, we don't know where all of his money goes. We don't know how many people he employs. Like, whatever it might be, man, like. Well, yeah, we do. And and people look, people are giving him flack because a lot of Amazon people feel Amazon, you know, workers aren't getting their due and they don't get treated well. But that's for a whole nother podcast and it's not no catch up. Right. Yeah. All right. So let's jump into game six. NBA finals. Just five minutes sympathizing with Jeff Bezos. (laughs) (laughs) So listen, it's game six of the finals. This time last week, I believe they had just won what? Their first game. Yeah. 
So we had a we had, we we haven't done a, a no ketchup fast food. The, the 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 recap. Me and Nick had a couple of things to do. We weren't, we weren't able to pump those out. Hopefully, we can pump one out tomorrow for you. Actually, but game six is today. It's now three two. They've now won three straight. Who do you have winning game six? How do you feel about where the series stands now? Let's get let's start with that, and then we can get into our predictions after that. Yeah, I mean the Mer- Milwaukee Bucks are firmly in control of this series, and they have to lose to not win this championship. And I really almost I said they have to lose to not win Game Six. And what I mean by that is like they are fully in control. They know exactly what they want to do. They figured out how to beat this Phoenix Suns team. And as long as they go out and execute, they'll have no problems with it. And, and, and it sucks to say because we were so high on the Suns, but you can't ignore the last 12 quarters of basketball. You can't ignore what Milwaukee seems to have figured out. You can't ignore the fact that Milwaukee's making huge plays when they need to, making huge plays down the stretch, that CP3 hasn't been as effective late in games as he has been all year and really all playoffs. And they seem to have figured that out. And he's having a lot of problems with Drew Holiday. So Milwaukee would literally have to go and lose this game. And conversely, Phoenix has to go out there and absolutely take the win. Like you can't, you can't ease into what you're trying to do. You can't, you know, rely on just your game plan. Like you really got to be forceful if you're the Phoenix Suns. But I think Milwaukee wraps it up tonight. Um, I really think after game four, it was kind of clear. It was like, okay, Milwaukee just kind of figured out, like, yo, we have by far, by far the best player in the series, right? When in, in totality, when you talk about on the defensive end, on the offensive end, and the fact that they just have no one to guard him. Um, and then you mix that in with, okay, hey, look, we've unleashed, unleashed Drew, the defensive dog, right? We've just told Drew, go be yourself, man. Go do what you got to do. If you're feeling your offense, Go for it. If you're not, just lock up on D and make timely assists and get the ball to Giannis. Middleton has kind of settled into his role, especially in late games. He looks way more comfortable than he did. What was it, the first two, three games of the series when you were ready to kill him? Um, And I just think Milwaukee looks comfortable, confident, and knows exactly what they want to do. And I think the Bucs are going to – I think they're going to cruise tonight. Wow, cruise. (laughs) I just don't see – what Phoenix is next? I don't. I don't know what. What else can Phoenix do? Like what? What they just need to hit shots. Yeah, like that's that's really all you can say for the Suns. That you guys need to hit shots. You're not stopping Giannis. I I think I, I think we're a little trapped in the moment on Milwaukee, just a little bit. I don't think they're as in control as you just said, and as it seems. I think that Game Five, they were completely on the ropes for most of the uh, at least the start the start and then yeah. yeah yeah at least the start they ended up making it tight in the second half but for for what drew holiday and what he how he played and the way he shot the ball for them to still even be in the game was a miracle phoenix i'm talking about so there's a lot of situations where i i just don't see where i could see like I, I don't see Phoenix getting blown out in any of these spots, right? They're not getting destroyed. Milwaukee has made some massive plays, like you said, in massive spots that flat out won them a couple games. That block on Aiden sealed the game for them. Then they were going bucket for bucket. Mm-hmm. And they they started getting tight to close the game on game five. Devin Booker was hitting fadeaway threes, all one types of, the, of shit. One of the best games I've seen in a long time. It was an amazing game. Excellent game. 
<clears throat> but for for the for the numbers that Drew Holiday put up, and then the the, the way Giannis closed in that game, it sh- it feels like it should have been a a, a, like a a lot easier of a W than it was. They well, had Phoenix to- is. Well, that's what, this is that, well, this is what I'm saying. Yeah. The, the, I, I don't think that the way you, you just said Milwaukee's going to cruise, Phoenix is going <laughs> to lay down, Phoenix has no other options. What else can Phoenix do? I think that they could give Drew Holiday some more trouble on offense. He, he's not going to shoot it like he shot it the other night tonight. That's the best Drew Holiday game. He'll, that's, the best, that's the best game Drew Holiday has ever played in, in the biggest spot that he's ever been in. So big ups and salute to Drew, but I don't expect that tonight. I also expect Chris Paul. Chris Paul is going to have to go down with guns blazing because he came on late too. He scored nine points, I think, in the fourth um, in game five. But I, I would not count out Phoenix getting a W here and then going to game seven and it being very, very – lean this way it's been a it's been a series of swings right the after look the first two games everybody had milwaukee dead milwaukee's yeah. dead then milwaukee wins two games now milwaukee phoenix is dead it's like no 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 bro relax but, there's still a lot of series left and this there's no i i a walk away for milwaukee i don't see at all well, unless me, unless devin booker has the game that he had in game two okay but if i would have told you if i would have told you going into game five right that the big three on Sun, on the Suns, which would be Aiden, Booker, and Paul, would have 81 points, that the Suns as a team would shoot 55% from the field and 69% from three, you'd be like, oh, easy, dub, right? So that's what I mean when I say I don't know really know what else they can do. Yeah. Like, they got the huge contributions from their – and I guess Paul's 21 is kind of, you know, like it, it wasn't it – wasn't, I don't know the right way to say it. But, like, yeah, he, like to your point, Paul needs to do more, right? But they still got 81 points from those three guys, shot 55% from the field, and 69% from three-point land. So it's kind of like, what what more can they do? Like, Milwaukee's just the better team at this point, it seems like. seems like Milwaukee has figured out what they didn't know for the first two games. Going back home really helped them out. Figuring out what unleashing Giannis and understanding that no one can guard him. Middleton starting to become more consistent, which again, consistency in Middleton Middleton don't necessarily go hand in hand. He's been good the last few games. But he's been good. He's he's done exactly what he's needed to do. And Holiday kind of, even though he went out of his mind last game, he still played within himself. I don't it think out, still, of, out of his mind is not even the right word. He awful. it was it was you you texted it to me. You said masterclass from Drew. From Drew. Oh, and a, but a lot of the masterclass from Drew for me wasn't just the scoring. Well, it was the I'm playmaking every, and the defense. Every, it was the bro. playmaking and the defense. Like I thought from a playmaking perspective, he had 13 assists and he controlled the flow of that game. Like, he was playing, like, true high-level point guard in that game. And then defensively, he was just giving them problems. He gives them so many problems defensively. He's out here picking up Chris Paul at half court. Like, the the Suns don't know what to do. Um, Listen, like, the same thing that you just said, I could go down Milwaukee's end and and read off the same thing. If if So if you tell me Giannis, Middleton, and Holiday score, what is it? That's 61 plus 27. So that's 88. If they scored 88 points and Connaughton gave you 14, you would tell me that they won by 25. Well, Pat's been playing yo, Pat's been playing big all finals. Yo, you would tell me they won by 25, though. Yeah. You feel me? But they so still like, won. Yeah, I get it. But, like, for you to say they're dead, Milwaukee rolls today. 
It's like I, I hold on. A second, I don't think man. they're gonna lay down. No, no I, I don't you think said lay gonna... down. They're not gonna go out there and lay down. I just feel like Milwaukee's figured out what they need to do. The the between game adjustments again. We'll never give him credit for an in game adjustment because he doesn't do that. But whatever film he watched between game two and three, and really beginning game one and two, because remember game two is when Giannis went off. Um, but really, yeah, between two and three, whatever he figured out. Man, I just I felt like Phoenix needed to win Game Five. They needed to win that game at home. You don't well, want to leave it back up we, to no, well, in Milwaukee. Why? Well, why? Because well, why? I, I think Milwaukee you is very tough to beat at home. I think Milwaukee is no, well, tough I to think, beat at home. I think both teams are tough to beat at home, but I don't think they're unbeatable. Like they, no, one, no one's unbeatable. Listen, I, I think a lot of people are 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 on are with you and think all oh, the series is over. Milwaukee's going to take care of business, but I, I just don't think it's. I don't. I don't see it being that easy. Like at one point during the game, they were up 16 points last game. They they ended up coming back and uh, Milwaukee ended up coming back and taking care of business. But they lo- Milwaukee or Phoenix lost by four points and uh, on a on a ridiculous play. Not that's, that's not the only play, but they had to close yeah, it out. Yeah, there was with, multiple with plays a, down the yeah, stretch. Yeah, I mean, a, yeah. They, they closed it out. Middleton with a, were trading buckets. Yeah, with an all an all timer stripping lob at the end of the game, they were up one point at that point. But that's what you need in the NBA Finals. Like, those plays aren't – you're talking like those things won't happen again. That's what happens. No, no. I'm talking like – y'all, everybody's talking like Milwaukee been smashing these boys three straight games, and it should have signed, sealed, and delivered, and that's not the case. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Chris Paul and these boys can easily come in here tonight and win this game by seven, eight points, and then you know what everyone's going to say? Shit's over, dog. They're going back to Phoenix. Game seven. It's like everyone's just flip-flopping all over the place. And is Milwaukee going to be tough to beat tonight? 100%. Yeah. Um, is the pressure on them to close this shit out? Absolutely. So it, it, it can get, it, it's going to be a, a very interesting, interesting game. Uh, I have Phoenix winning tonight. Oh, wow. Um, What's the line? That, that, then let, me, let me guess the line. Let me guess the line. Let me guess the line. Let me okay, guess yeah, the line. Yeah, go ahead. Let me guess the line. Milwaukee's laying five and a half. Five, it's five currently. <sighs> Close. So yeah, right on right there. Would you, you would give up five and a half? Uh well, I don't I don't you no, say I, yes. I, you said this, whole, this, this whole series <laughs> there's been a couple games that I liked in this series. Like game three Milwaukee was the biggest layup ever, but for the yeah. most part, there's this is stayaways for me. Uh, but yeah. like game three Milwaukee, I think if we could get rich just betting game three in Milwaukee in the 2021 playoffs is what we really should have done. Yeah. Every game three, these boys were involved and in, they blew somebody out and we, we, we could have, you know, um, but yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I'm not saying it's going to be a blowout. I just, you did I'm nervous you for Phoenix. Said they were gonna cruise. I thought they're going to cruise. Like it's not going to, it's, yeah, it's not going to, it's not, yeah, it's, 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 they're going to be in control for the entire game. Maybe not the first quarter. They played some terrible first quarters, but um, yeah. I think they are. Yeah, stand by that. And you want to talk about you want to talk about pressure and motherfuckers being at the free throw line. Put Giannis at the free throw line with the championship yeah. on the line. Yeah. Get it get real interesting. And, and, and he's shooting them quicker now too. Hey, it get real interesting. You put Giannis at the line to win the title. Was it game three where he shot seventy uh, percent? Yeah, and last game he shot thirty six percent. Well, and hey man, don't don't discount the fact that Thanasis. I think he has COVID, bro. So he's not gonna be on the bench there cheering them along. Man, they need that. Dude, can you imagine if he would have passed that to, to Oh, G-Man? my God. No, oh they would have. Oh if I'm Adam God. Silver, I'm making the call and say, hey, look, we're just going to have to risk it. <laughs> hey, <laughs> don't let that. Yeah, let us play. Give him a mask. Yo, I was going to say, you know how you, 
You know how you rock the the nose broken joint? Uh, yeah, yeah. You just had to give the him like joint. The, the Bane joint, yeah. the, the the filter joint. Uh, get him one of the astronaut helmets. Cover that. Get him. Have Bezos give him the helmet. You know what I'm saying? Cover that shit up and just contain the COVID. Because yeah, oh my God, if you would have lost Giannis to COVID during the finals, dog, crazy. Forget about it. I would have just said postpone. I'll wait no, two weeks. No, and I feel you. And it's crazy <laughs> because as much as I'm saying like. I, I don't think Jay. I don't think Jay Rude, Drew Holiday is going to play like that again. It's like we're asking an awful lot of Devin Booker. If you're a lot. forty, it's not easy to go out there and just no, get forty. Like folks are at, they're asking a lot of Devin Booker. Like, a lot. Yo, yo, Devin, we need forty every. Especially because Chris doesn't look right. What was it? Was it Game Three or ga- I think it was Game Four where Chris Paul was absolutely awful, yeah. just awful, turning the ball over, spraying it all over the place, just. You can't you can't have that. Like it, it's Booker takes care of you for three and a half quarters, and then Chris Paul comes and closes out, and you just haven't had that this series. Especially the last but two when, games. But when they're at their best, it's not even that. It's it's the, some of a lot of these possessions of these last two games have come down to Booker bailing them out. Get across half, give it to number one, and then <laughs> he, the and then he kind of goes to work. Right. So. They're gonna need they're gonna need shots from you know the the usuals the the role players you know what I'm saying. Let me let me ask you this. I was uh, I was watching ESPN of course the worldwide leader, and Stephen A was like, it might be time to give Cam Johnson more minutes. Like it might it might be time to evaluate that. He's shown you nothing that no, nothing no, no reason that he couldn't handle it. He knocks down shots when he gets them. He gets good looks. He knocks them down. Why so take, isn't this guy getting out- more minutes? So you take out Crowder? Does he take those Crowder minutes? Does he take those Bridges minutes? I think you got to mix it up. I think their lineup is so tight. At the same time, this is the rotation that's gotten you here, though. Yeah, it's set. Yeah, yeah, he's pretty set. They're pretty set in their rotation. Um, And I just saw someone said the the Suns need to play a hack of Giannis. They just don't have the bodies. Yeah. They have two bigs. They have fucking uh, Aiden and Kaminsky, and that's it. I don't think they have the bodies to play Hakayana. They don't have anybody with six to give. I think uh, I think that's the problem in the first place with um, lack of depth, just size. Yeah, they're getting murdered on the boards, killed game in and game out. Especially last, late in game. Last two games, Giannis has had five offensive boards per. Yeah, um, that is going to get you killed. That's going to get you. That's going to get you a loss just in itself. They've been getting killed on the glass. There's nothing worse than late game offensive rebounds. It's it's, it's deflating. It's debilitating. It's it's just it's, the worst. It's the resetting that the shot clock. It's it's forget about it. Yeah. Don't give NBA. Don't give NBA teams a new twenty four. Like it, it. Like that whole defensive possession. Like you're just bailed out on that offensive rebound. And uh, I remember when it used to be twenty four. Not even it's fourteen now, but fourteen. What on an offensive rebound? Oh, they did change that, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's fourteen now. Offensive but, rebounds are fourteen. Yeah, for, yeah, was that last year a bubble rule? No, it was. I think it was the year before. Okay, I can't remember. But either yeah, way, yeah. But like you're resetting, and now you're asking guys to play defense for thirty eight seconds, and it's just like, man, like, yeah, you know what I mean? Especially, yeah. So I think that's a major issue too. That's a great point. Um, and if you're Phoenix, number one offseason priority is adding some depth on the front line. But yeah, I mean that 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 that's been tough. That Saric injury has been huge for them. Like, if I would have told you that Dario Saric could potentially swing a finals, because he certainly swung that game where Aiden had five fouls and Giannis had 42 because literally nobody was there to guard him. Yeah. Um, 
literally nobody in the literally league. there was nobody available it's like Kaminsky yeah. go out there and just maybe put your hands up because you're 610 yeah. but um and nobody was there so yeah it's little things like that but no I don't think playing Cam Johnson 30 minutes and going away if you're Phoenix you cannot zag I, right I don't now. know like, about I don't know about 30 but it's well, you played be... 22 last game what are you gonna do 25 yeah, 25, 26, I guess. But okay, so take some minutes from Crowder. But I mean, I, I think he likes Crowdy in there. Crowder, Crowdy, Crowder in there for just <laughs> the, the veteran leadership and heady play. And you know, no, I get it, I get it. But I'm just trying to think of ways because the offense was looking kind of stagnant a lot of the time, and and Booker was knocking him down. But it's it's a tough, tall ask. He scored forty in two straight, right? They're yep. gonna ask him to score forty again tonight, and it's 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 tough to ask him, my man's. Well, in campaign, and let, let's 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 keep it real. Campaign has been brutal for yeah three weeks. You know yeah. what I mean? Like he had the huge game in the uh, in the conference finals, but since then it's been brutal. So you don't really have anyone else to come out the bench or anything like that. It's Phoenix that can light it up. They're all yeah. They're missing another scorer. Like they don't like Aiden. Aiden gets you twenty by being around, but you can't call plays for him. Yeah. Um, and I'm just looking at Phoenix's bench and to see is there anybody that they could just like break open in case of emergency. Like remember when Boston used to pull out Eddie House. Or random guys, Leon Poe, yeah. random dudes that come out here and get some buckets. You and, can, then you, and then you put yeah. those guys away. Like, here's Phoenix's bench. T. Alexander, I don't know who that is. Javon Carter, Langston Galloway, I mean, Frank Kaminsky, Etwan Moore, Abdul Nader, and Jalen Smith. Like, there's nobody in there that you can give any minutes to that can that can cook up some offense for you yeah, when you need no, it or relieve I, Booker. Booker's got to play 48 tonight. I feel you. And should not come off the floor tonight. Yeah, Booker's going to have to play 46, 47 minutes. Put him on the KD the KD plan last series, like or a couple series ago, whatever it was. Put him on that KD plan and go from there. Yeah. Because um, he should it, not come off the floor tonight. It comes down to Chris, man. Because, listen, it's not like Milwaukee's running 11 out. They plan seven players, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's all. Yeah. That, that, you know that, what I'm saying? A lot of Jeff Teague. If you count Jeff, eight if you count Jeff Teague, but he doesn't really count. Yeah, but, but yeah. Okay. Eight. Say yeah. eight. But, like, still. Phoenix is playing eight too, seven or eight. Like it's, they're not going deeper than that. Yeah. So it's interesting. I don't think it, Phoenix is as dead as everyone is saying. Um, you're you included. So we'll see, man. I got faith in Chris Paul and those guys. I will say this: it's got to be close early. Like they, if they <laughs> fall behind, I, I it's I. I'm gonna have a hard time with the them. Crowd's gonna rolling. carry Milwaukee. The crowd's the gonna get point. going, yeah, and then Giannis with. is all yeah. And then they're just the pressure is gonna be on Milwaukee if the game stays close. So they got to keep it close. Here's uh here's a quote from from Giannis. They were talking about you know first time uh just like being where you want to be, and and now it's here. And what do you do? And I quote Giannis Antetokounmpo. He said, it's hard because you work so hard to be in that moment, which is tomorrow. And it's hard not to get ahead of yourself. But this is the time that you've got to be the most disciplined. And he's right. Because like I said, I, the, the massive, massive pressure is going to be on, on the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, I will say this. I love the way Drew handled that pressure at the end of the game. I, I must have watched that strip and lob 15 or 20 times. And... How calm he was stripping D, getting the rock, checking the time, scanning the floor, looking for help, and then deciding to throw the lob when he easily could have just said, hold it, let me get back, get fouled, and go to the line. Like, if that ball goes off the backboard, 
and Phoenix gets the rebound and hits a jumper and wins the game. Yeah. Jay Root is vilified. Oh my God, he gets killed, right? Killed. So yeah. The fact that he was so calm, made the pass, Giannis went up and did what he had to do. Was, Knew that Giannis was going to be there. It, he just, he treated it like a regular play. Yeah. And that's the type of shit you need in big time spots in the finals, especially because there's going to be some high pressure spots here in this game at home with the crowd rocking. You're going to have to be calm and, and make the right decision again. So I'm excited for the game, man. I, I got Phoenix to win. I think they push it to seven. And then I know it'll be like, oh, Phoenix is going home to win. But then seven, I I don't know what the fuck. I, I, I wouldn't know what's going to happen. Yeah, game so, seven. Yeah. It's going to be about who shows up today. Individual, period, point blank. If Chris Paul has a big game, they're going to win. If Devin Booker and Chris Paul play good, and well and put up big numbers, they're going to win. If Middleton drops a dud like he's very possible of doing, and all of a sudden Drew Holiday shoots 6 of 19, they're in trouble. Simple as that. And both of these teams need to come out with extreme urgency and almost desperation because this is it. Like these, This isn't like a, hey, we'll be back. Like This is the window for both of these squads. And, uh, yeah, I mean, everybody gets healthy next year, and these these aren't your your favorites regardless of what happens. Yeah. So, yes. You guys need to, yeah, Yo, you, know what you I mean? want to it's talk like, about the window? The window is, is – LeBron is is drinking tequila and t- and pushing movies. Like, that's yeah. where so – he's not going to be doing James that again. Harden and Kyrie. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like, James, James is out here in fashion week with a little baby in them. Like, not – that's not right. that's not, not gonna, what it's gonna be next year. Yeah. You know what I mean? Facts. Um, so yeah, so like yeah, let's uh let's see what happens with that. But yeah, there needs to be extreme urgency. Obviously, the Bucks, their window is gonna be a lot more because Giannis is just a younger player. And, oh, yeah, the window yeah. is still there, and then, but yeah, it's not sure. it's not gonna be like this. This is the time, and like you you yeah. gotta come out, you gotta make it happen. I think we're gonna see a great game six. You got a Dallas Mavericks. Yeah, you gotta you gotta get you gotta be shit. like Dirk. Dirk it, yeah. Dirk, Dirk and Jason Terry. Yeah. Before before we get out of here, give me your thoughts on the the Scott Foster thing. That's a very that's very interesting. Do I, I don't do you know how the the ref selections work? Like was that already determined two weeks ago? And well, they, I think they, the highest graded refs. I think the highest graded refs get assigned to the finals, right? And no, I think for sure. On, and they go on a rotation, so he must have just. They probably yeah, that was probably already like, decided. This yeah. is what it is, right? Like he was always going to have Game Six, if yeah, it got, if it got there. And Chris Paul hates that guy. So, how much of a how much of a talking point is that? Like, oh, I mean, he's or, or o, is he's that, o, was is, he like oh for seventeen in Scott Foster playoff yeah, games. Oh, he's over thirteen lifetime, I think, with Scott. Foster. Yeah, yes. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously, it's a talking point. If not even just for the mental aspect. No, no. But luckily, CP3 is a me- tough enough mental guy where I don't know if that's going to be in the back of his head the whole time, but. Is yeah, that, it matters. But is that some more Twitter fodder than actual like impact on the game? You think? Does it impact the line? I didn't. I didn't see it before they announced. The answer it, is yes. Yeah. Then it impacts the game. Hmm. It impacts the game. Well, I mean, <laughs> it impacts the game for sure. Like, I, there, it has it has an impact on the game. I mean, it's a tough question because I'm essentially asking you, like, Nick, do you think like this dude has it in for Chris Paul or not? I don't think he does. But clearly, he officiates his. When you're like over three, over four is one thing. When you're talking about over in the in the double digits, yeah. there's clearly some way that he calls games and some way that Chris Paul plays games that don't vibe. Right. Especially when Chris Paul is playing eighty to ninety percent of those minutes in those games that Fo- Scott Foster is officiating. Right, like he's an important part of those games. He's the point guard. He sets the tone. 
he determines how they're going to play. And clearly, whatever that is, whether it wasn't it last year, he got him for the delay of game for tying his shoes or some shit uh, in game seven versus the Rockets. So, like, stuff like that, man, like, yeah, it absolutely has an impact. It for sure does. And if he thinks, and if he looks out for little Chris Paul shit, little veteran savvy, sometimes bending the rules Chris Paul shit that other refs either don't see or don't call, but fosters on it, like, no, these little things to buy time, these little this, this, that, and the third, like, I'm calling that. Hip check, whatever it might be, like, I'm going to call that shit. Then, yeah, it impacts the game because he's looking for it. So if you're foster, it's like, oh, I know Chris likes to do this shit. Yeah, I mean, uh, we're not going for that today. Yeah. And let, yeah. No, I hear you because it's, I think, I I mean, I, I'll keep it 100. Like you said, I don't think that 0 for 12 or 0 for 13 is a coincidence, right? I think, like you said, there's certain things that Chris Paul <laughs> does on the floor that Scott Foster has his crew or, or him himself look out for. Like, no, we're, exactly. not, going, we're, not, we're not going for this type of That's shit. what I'm saying, yeah. So, so – and, now, and it, could, and maybe I, it has the opposite effect where Foster's like, "Ooh, you know what, man? I don't want to be the one. No, I don't. And that's not going to what's going to happen. He's going to be like, I don't want to be the one that I don't want my my imprint on the game. Yeah, like that. But at the same time, Scott Foster has to be the best official that he can be. And he only knows how to do that by being Scott Foster. Right. right. And clearly the league agrees with it because he is graded out to the point to get playoff games and get NBA finals games. So. Yeah, I mean, he's he's known as one of the better, I guess, officials better in the officials. league. He's yeah. just a little – he's just more known for a lot of different reasons. He's – yeah. I mean. Who yeah, was the guy of, that used to uh, get into it with Tim Duncan and Pop – that threw Tim Duncan out on the sideline? Joey, Joey Crawford. Joey Crawford, yeah, guys yeah. like that. You know, like he kicked Tim Duncan out the game on yeah. the sidelines. Like. So it's, it'll, it's something to watch. How about that? Yeah. Keep an eye on that. Keep an eye on instant replay spots where Foster's going to be at the monitor. And he may see some shit and I'm like, no, I ain't going for that. I'm not going for that. <laughs> so uh, look, for, I'm going to be looking. Look out for interactions between them two. I think that'll be interesting too. Look out for Chris because there's going to be times where they talk. And it's like, yo, I'm like, what are you looking at? I, I, this is what you need to be looking out for. Look, look out for those interactions and see if you see anything that looks a little funny or, or looks a little I mean- uncomfortable for each side. And I think with Chris Paul, I mean, I just feel like the, those Clippers days, anybody who was on those teams just instantly has bad karma with NBA refs because no one bitched more than those Clippers teams, like, incessantly every fucking game. If you looked at them the wrong way, they were, they were bitching about not getting calls or whatever it was. So yeah. he hasn't necessarily endeared himself to the refereeing community as a whole. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, like, it's, I think it's always probably an issue with him. But Scott Foster might be the one who's like, no, 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 you don't try to show us up too many times, like, you want to call us out on our shit? I'm going to start calling you out on yours. So there could be some of that. Yeah, I feel you. All right. Well, let's move over to the boy Aaron Rodgers because this is a very interesting situation. Schefter comes out, says Aaron Rodgers declined being the highest paid quarterback in the league. Would have the the extension would have had the the length of the deal be five years in Green Bay. He would have been the highest played highest paid quarterback in the league is a very strong statement because the money that Pat Mahomes is making is not light. No. It's in the forties, the low forties. So my guess is Rogers would have been somewhere in like the forty three, forty four million dollar range per on the extension. Obviously on like, a shorter term deal. Yeah, he's like, no, nah, I'm cool. I'm good. That's not what I'm looking for. 
What were your thoughts when you saw that news? Is that that's got to be the the nail in the coffin? It's it's done, right? No, I think no, I wasn't actually. So I think the way it was reported was to make it sound that way. But first off, it was never about money with him. I think, and this is kind of like when they were talking about this morning. What I took from it is he just wants a shorter deal. Like he just wants to be able to get out of this deal next year. And that's the big thing that, that that he wants. He wants to renegotiate a contract that gives them a shorter amount of time under team control. And that's that. Look, if it was just about but money. Is it, but isn't that just a different on. way of like, get me out of here? Yeah, it is. He's telling you to get me out of here, but knowing that he can't go anywhere right now, right? He probably wants to play football this year. It's like, no, let's renegotiate the deal that I don't have to be here past this year. You guys can take Jordan, whoever the fuck you want to at that point in time and build with him. And I'll go from there. Hey, look. I'm going to satisfy this last year with y'all. We got a good team. Devontae's contract's up at the end of the year. You guys can do whatever the hell you want to after this season. Just make it so that I can get out of this deal so I don't have to stick around with you guys after all this. I think if it was just about – I was not surprised when I heard that because if it was just about the money, we wouldn't be sitting here in mid-July still talking about Aaron Rodgers not being a part of the Green Bay Packers because they could have paid him all that money three months ago when this first started happening. They could have given him all that money after the season when he first started bitching. When they knew that it wasn't going to go right, they could have just said, hey, look, let's just pay him and get him to shut the fuck up, and he'll show up to camp, he'll show up to minicamp, he'll show up to OTAs and all that. So I don't think it was ever about the money because money is solvable. It's the most easily solvable problem there. Just pay him more money. Easy. Cut a few guys here, restructure some deals here, free up some money, more money for Aaron Rodgers, pay him, and we don't get to this point. If it had been about money, we wouldn't be sitting here in mid-July. It was always about something else. And now as we hear more reports, now we know what the something else is. He wants a shorter deal that gets him out of Green Bay at the end of the year. So if they were to say, hey, we're just going to avoid the last two years of your deal or maybe restructure your deal in a way where we give you $50 million to come play for the Packers this year. And then at the end of the year, next year, you know, we can figure out how what we're going to do. We'll trade you. We'll do whatever. That's what he wants. I don't think it's about money. I think they could offer him $70 million a year. And it's just not what he wants. I hear you. I think it's still a statement, though. It's still a statement. You, people people say a lot of shit, and then they give you they 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 add another eighty million dollars on your shit to turn that down. It's still a statement. I don't yeah, care. It's just, yeah, yeah. It's just, it's like yo, I'm not fucking with y'all. Peer point. I don't care if y'all give me the farm, the everything. I'm not. I don't care about that. I want out of here. This is just to give you guys a flashback on what Roger said in May. And I quote with my situation. Look, it's, it's never been about the draft pick picking Jordan. I love Jordan. He's a great kid talking about Jordan love a lot of fun to work together. Love the coaching staff, love my teammates, love the fan base in green Bay An incredible 16 years. It's just kind of a philosophy. Uh, it's just kind of about a philosophy and maybe forgetting that this is the people that make the thing go. It's about character. It's about culture. It's about doing things the right way. He's talking about the front office. So he's landed out. I think the thing that the thing that kind of I don't want to say it's bothering me because I I don't I don't really care that much. I'd rather him not play for the Packers because we're Bears fans, <laughs> yeah. obviously, right? But he's still kind of tiptoeing around shit. He's not coming out and saying, "Look, I'm not playing. I, I, I don't like get me out of here." He hasn't. He hasn't flat out come out and say, "Yo, I don't want to be here anymore." They need to try to. They need to try to make a deal. 
Is he? You think he's just trying to be civil? Yeah, no, he's, uh, letting, he's, he's doing the right thing. He's doing his right thing, which in regards to direct comments about this situation, you let your agent handle it. <laughs> no, but he's he's, he's, getting, he's getting direct questions, and he's still saying like, I don't know. Yeah, no, yeah, he's I'm being just, around the. Yeah, he's not. He's not coming right out and saying it, which I think is the right thing to do. Behind the scenes, I think he's like, yo. Behind the scenes, here, he's man. calling his agent, saying, yo, make this happen. This is what I trust me. His agent isn't in the dark. His right. agent knows exactly what it is that he's upset about, what he ultimately wants, and he has communicated that to the Green Bay Packers. That that, but you don't gain anything by constantly making these public comments and all that. I'm always like, if this was me and I was in any of these disputes with the team or anything like that, the reason I pay an agent three, four, five percent is so that I don't have to answer those questions and say the wrong thing or put my foot in my mouth or whatever it might be, right? Or just even have to speak on it. My agent's handling that. I'm, I play football. This is a business situation. I have made my wishes known to the people who represent me to the team. I don't call up Mark Murphy and negotiate contracts. My agent does. So I'm not calling up Mark Murphy and negotiating my exit. And I'm not telling you guys about it either. I'm here with my fiance. We're in Hawaii. We're ziplining. I'm going to fucking do some (laughs) Jeopardy. I'm going to, you know, do whatever it is that I do. And I'm having a great time doing it. But I'm not going to get out here and make these demands and put me in a situation where, like, what I say becomes the story because it was inflammatory or it was emotional or any of that. If you say nothing, you can't say the wrong thing. If you say nothing, you cannot say the wrong thing. That's not so always say nothing. true, but I get it. I get what if you're saying. you say saying. nothing, you can't say the wrong thing. What is, he doesn't have to say anything. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. I mean. And I don't know if it's about he's concerned about saying the wrong thing, but it's just what does he get by saying anything? He, that's how he's looking at it. I don't get anything by saying anything. So what do I need to say anything for my agent is handling it. This is why I pay this guy a lot of money. Did he, is, is he showing up the training camp? That, um, yeah, I do think he shows up the training camp. So then, I think, I think, so I think. What, so then, what's I, the reason for all the noise in the first place? Then, to why, let the, why has this even come out in the first place? To let them know he doesn't want to be there and that this situation is not going to improve itself. But that's what I'm saying. I think the whole situation is in limbo. Once folks start playing ball, it's a different story. Like, I mean, once said, it, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, he's going to play. I think for a while, it's like, no, there's no way he's playing. I think as we get closer to training camp and there's really nowhere for him to go. So he ain't got that Le'Veon Bell in him? Yeah, well, Le'Veon was trying to get paid, though. That's different. <laughs> not much Le'Veon was like, I'm not coming out and playing for this bullshit. I need long term. It ended up working out. He's like out the league and he's still getting paid. But it's, but, still, fucking- but, but it's still the same thing in the sense where – Le'Veon's principles were laying on the bread. He felt like he was didn't disrespected and didn't get the money. The Levy, uh, the the principles with Rogers lay on. I don't like the way you guys are running the team. I don't like the culture you guys are built. I don't want to play for y'all. So yeah, but the risk for Le'Veon and playing on a contract that he didn't want was that if he got hurt, there's no more money down the road. Whereas Aaron Rodgers, the money he has so, so much, Rodgers is going to be throwing touchdowns and then. Flicking people off in the in the skybox. Yeah, and if he blew out his <laughs> knee, and if and if Rodgers blew out his knee in a game, it's a completely different story than if Le'Veon, from a financial standpoint, from the rest of your career, from what you're trying to accomplish, completely different than if Le'Veon went out there and blown off his knee on a franchise tag because he would have never seen another dollar in the NFL ever again. Like Aaron Rodgers' situation is well, more you get what based. you get what I'm saying. I understand. It's, yeah, it's I just feel like principle based. Le'Veon, it made more sense for Le'Veon not to play because the number one reason in not playing was the injury risk. Yeah. And so that that makes sense. Like it's like as much as I want to play ball, going out there and getting hurt is the absolute worst thing that could happen for Aaron Rodgers. There's nothing that can really bad that can happen from going out to play football. 
other than it makes it look like you're kind of giving in. And again, he's a he's a stubborn guy from what we've seen. I mean, God has again, you don't talk to your parents, it's like there's levels, you know what I mean? <laughs> like yeah. someone who willingly does not talk to their parents, and obviously we don't know this situation, but like dog, it takes a lot to not talk to your parents. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, who knows, who knows? So I but I don't I think it's a different situation from Le'Veon as far as when it comes to not playing football, because Le'Veon wasn't gonna get hurt. He needed that bread. He told you he needed that bread. Did he do a music video on a ski mask after he got paid or some shit? Shut up, Le'Veon. He did that weak-ass music video. Yeah. yeah. Dude, that was... That, <laughs> he was wearing a ski mask. <laughs> yeah, he's a, dude, the Jets, that shit was never... That shit was always going to be bad. Uh, hey, I'm happy he got his money. Yeah, no doubt. I'm going to tell you this, man. NFL season is coming quick. Real quick. Training camp is coming quick. Yo, I was and, talking to... Oh, yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead. Edder was at the crib the other day, and he said he has no problem with Andy Dalton starting. Yeah, he's talk, he, dude, he, he also thinks uh, Chris Milton <laughs> is the best two guard in the league. And my point was no. Like, what are we doing? What are we? Because the worst thing that can happen is Andy Dalton starts plays decent, and it makes it harder to bench him. And he's like, well, that'd be a good thing if he plays well. And I'm like, no, fuck that. Justin Fields is your quarterback. I get. He was like, you know, with the offensive line being the weakest part of the team, like you don't necessarily want to throw a rookie quarterback out there. But this is the and thing. I'm like, all these rookie quarterbacks are playing behind trash offensive line. That's why you're a trash team. That's why I, you got a high draft pick. I guess you don't want him to end up like Burrow, right? I get that. Well, Burrow's a statue. Yeah, but it's still the same same type oh, of yeah, idea, yeah, right? Yeah, for sure. It's still the same idea. I I think. Well, what, what what do we what do we do? Run Dalton out for six games, have him get killed, and then put him in. Like is well, Dalton? Same. If unless Dalton's gonna play the whole season, then play Fields. That's what I would say. Yeah, that, that's almost what I would say too. Like, what what are we what are we just gonna wait five or six weeks for? Like, that's what I don't understand. So, if Andy Dalton comes out flinging, right? What do you do? You you asking the wrong person because I would never see that shit. That's that's what I'm saying. So, it's like, um, yeah, yeah, I don't know because you don't want to be in a situation where you you got a two a situation where you got a you bench you put him out there, then he sucks, and it's then like that's go back and you gotta bench him. But I, what I say, and, and, I, and I, his confidence, bro. I've been on record, and I said this every. It's the same answer every time. Play him, play him the whole season, no matter what. If Justin Fields comes out <clears> and throws <throat> forty picks in the first three games, I, I'm playing him game four. He's just I'm game four. Five. I don't give a fuck about any of that. Play him the whole season. Let him get his reps in. Let him get his experience, and let him just figure out if we got a guy or not. I heard a a, a guy on the. On ESPN 1000, actually, I don't know who he was, but it wasn't like a call-in. This guy was a beat writer, and he said that he thinks Fields has done everything and deserves to play. Well, like, he said he looks – all the comments were he looks great. I think it should be an open co- – I mean, it, if the fact that you're not treating it like a competition in training camp is very alarming to me. Yeah, it's just like cause, yeah, you're just going out saying. Like, Andy Dalton's oh, yeah. a starter. It's like, what do you mean? No, it should be. It should be like, hey, right. we're, we're we're leaning towards Andy because of his experience and what he's accomplished in this league. But yes, we will have an open competition in uh, training camp. I guess what you don't want, what you want to avoid, is the question of every day of wait, who's here, who's here, who's here, who's here, who's here. But Doug, listen, you know how uh, this works, man. And if I'm Nagy and Pace, your best shot at keeping your job. Is is Ryan Fields? Man, Justin fuck. Fields playing ball. For whatever reason, they feel very comfortable in their job. That's that, that their job doesn't seem to be very a pressing issue for them. For from what I can tell, so 
I, I don't think those guys, because I would have thought that last year, those those motherfuckers were cozy as could be, getting ex- getting secret extensions possibly. All types of shit is going on over there. So that that, that was never, uh, they were never, they never felt threatened about. Did Ryan Pace get an extension? There was like some room. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think anybody's seen Ryan Pace's deal though, or something like that. This this was yeah, months I don't think ago. After he's an employee, so but yeah. yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying, right? So it's like they that they were never their job was never threatened. They're not worried about that. They're trying to do the what's best for the Chicago Bears looking ass. Um, but we'll see, man. We'll see. I'm excited for the season. I'm excited for training camp to start. Um, anything else before we get out of here and let 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 the folks go watch Game Six. No, that's all I got. All right, man. Big, 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 big time game tonight. I'm, a, I, I'm so excited because we're going to see what time it is. It's either Chris Paul goes down, guns blazing, pushes it to seven for his legacy, or Giannis runs off four straight after being dead in the water, quote unquote, and does it putting up, what, 36, 13, and six? On sixty five percent, so it it's well, a, you, it's well a, you locked under thirteen and a half rebounds, right? That's your yeah. uh, that's Stone Cold lead pipe lock. <laughs> I don't I don't use the word lock, but my best bet for tonight is Giannis under thirteen and a half rebounds. Why don't you use the word lock? You think it's bad bad juju? Well, just because it's never a lock, you know. Lock lock insinuates that this shit's a hundred percent coming in. Um, I feel good about it. I like it. That's my lean. I I'm taking it. So. Uh, yeah, Giannis under 13 and a half minus 134, I believe, uh, is the line. I think he's been crushing them so OD on the offensive glass and he's been killing them. It's going to be, uh, Monty's going to have them keying in like, yo, you have to get a, a, a body into this dude, especially on the offensive side. So I think it'll go, it'll go under, it might hit 12, 13. But I, I think it stays under 13 and a half. It'll be interesting. Um, I'm excited to see the game, man. So for Big Nick the Quick, I am your host, Sean Little. Make sure you subscribe everywhere. Tap in with us across the board. Rate, review, subscribe. It really helps us out. Tell the homie to tell a friend. Uh, for Big Nick the Quick, I'm your host, Sean Little. No catch on Sports Talk Via Chicago. We out of here.